And disguised as stormtroopers, they made their way to the bridge and forced the Imperials to evacuate and brought the accuser back to the Alliance fleet. For what? To have. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about... The shuttle Tidarium. The shuttle. I know what it is. Tidarium. Hey, can I can I say this? But you know me. Tidarium. Tidarium to me is like moistener. I have a hard time saying that word. You just Except said Tidarium is not a real word, so I don't understand where the disconnect is. <laughs> it just <laughs> looks. True. It's all the Y's and you know, all, all one of them. And, oh, and I haven't the spelled. Seventeen different ways in my notes over and over again. I just kind of gave up. Do you really? Yeah, I think I put just the T Y at one point just to know what the hell I was referring to <laughs> next. The tie could mean Beanie Babies too, you know. That's true. There T-Y. you go. That's actually <laughs> what I wanted to talk about. They were talking <laughs> about Beanie Babies. <laughs> Which did you guys? There's on HBO Max. There was an hour and ten minute Beanie Baby documentary about the the, the how crazy it was back in the day. Yeah. I watched it. I think I did. Either that or there it's, was no, well, there's one on Netflix because I know there was like a decades thing on Netflix. It was just remembering how fucking crazy that that craze was, man, for this Beanie Babies. Like hundreds of dollars spent on Beanie Babies, you know? <laughs> That's a good thing about documentaries. It doesn't matter what the subject matter is as long as it's well done. You can get engrossed in it. I don't give a shit about Beanie Babies, but I bet it's awesome. It was. <laughs> it, it was... If it's it well done, yeah. that's why I, that's why I love cooking shows. I give a shit about cooking, but they're always done well, and I sit and I watch it. Eh, Never, I don't know if they're always done well. Well, the ones I watch, okay. are, at least. I have to. <laughs> I'll watch the Beanie Baby thing. I don't care. I don't care about yeah. Beanie Babies, but I bet it's great. We actually watched them when we were. I think we were either taking putting up the ornaments or taking them down. I forget which one it was. <laughs> Those are two yeah, distinctive parts of the year. <laughs> yeah, it was either before Christmas or after. <laughs> you could probably watch seventeen documentaries in the time it takes you to put your ornaments on the tree. No, we have a rule now because I have so many fucking ornaments. Whatever came out, hear me out. Whatever we got <laughs> this year, hear me out. After- you, know, you know this is going to be a story that we're going to roll our eyes at when he prefaces it with "Hear me out." Hear me out. Whenever yeah. we go after Christmas and get all the ornaments that I still need half off. Those go on the tree next year with the new ornaments I'm buying that are coming out next year. That's how we do it now. But so I, guess, I, I, I may know this already. You may have told me this, but I got a feeling you put them back in the box the exact way they were on the store shelf when you put them away, don't you? Exactly. I knew it. So that takes like even more time. <laughs> and the batteries, I put the batteries in. When I'm done, I take the batteries out. Oh my out. God, are you kidding me? I swear to God, because then they... they um. <laughs> Batteries explode, right? Yeah, yeah, but they're they leak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get acidy and whatever, and and it, and we actually downsized. We actually got a a skinnier tree now to put less on because the big one it takes so long. You got to unfold all the branches. Now this one comes in three sections. You put the, the hole in the the fucking stem and the thing, and all the all the branches just <laughs> fall out, just like sex. <laughs> put the stem in the hole and then. 
and one of us got wet. <laughs> so answer me this. Go ahead. I'm I'm learning so much about shuttle Tidarium. Um That's all right. There's yeah. not that many notes. We need to make this oh, okay. at least thirty minutes. So now the only <laughs> ones on the tree are new. Yes. They're, so yes. and you've downsized your tree. Mm-hmm. So do you plan on one day getting a tree large enough to fit them all? No. Um, then Tim what always do you says do with them. They're just I have five or six containers, tubs, big ass tubs of just ornaments. And one ornament is just Star Wars, one superheroes, and the rest are just the kids all in the years. And Kelly loves Santa Claus one now and Snowman one. So we all have an assigned <laughs> Tupperware or whatever it's called. Big ass bin. Yeah, big, big Tupperware. It's funny as I know exactly what you're talking about when you said a big ass yeah. Tupperware bin. <laughs> what do they call it? Yeah, see, I mean, it, it, I mean, it kind of technically is. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I guess technically it's not because it's not made by Tupperware, but I know what I fucking it, meant. Like yeah. they're giant, you have to like spread your hands far apart to carry them, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, but they, and they have wheels, like but they're, they're big they're, enough for Gary Coleman's coffin. <laughs> like that. Yes, up. and you can burp the lids just like Tupperware too. I don't know if you knew that. Just <laughs> yeah, like I didn't that. know that. Yeah. Just like Gary Coleman. But That's yeah, what I've they done with them. They put them in one of those, and it went, <laughs> and they burped it. And it was like, "What you talking about, Willis?" Willis, <laughs> there <it> is. <laughs> I got that reference. But so yeah, so I, I just we, it's too much work. It's too much work anymore. So we just you know whenever, and I always tell the kids whenever I'm dead and gone, you know, good luck. I said, <laughs> everything I have in this basement, good. You can do what you want. I won't be around. You can you can burn it. I said it's just going to be a lot of shit, shit to go through. So. You're, you're, I only ask because your behaviors fascinate me. <laughs> you are a documentary waiting to happen. <laughs> and you can watch it while you're taking the ornaments off the tree. See? Exactly. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's, that's, what are we doing? Shadow Tidarium. <laughs> um, Who knows that? This, this appears in Return of the Jedi, right, Matt? Yep. Sure does. Now, Tim is not with us. He's 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 still working. Or he's every time you say that about someone that's not here, it's like they died. Yeah, Tim's no longer Tim, with us. Yeah, he's moving the refrigerator somewhere. But my name's here. It's a sentence, so it's one big sentence with all my names in. Okay. Okay. Now, I'll say what the real sentence is. Okay. <laughs> I know Shuttle I said Tiberium. I knew we needed to pad up this. This episode, but my God, it's been a while since I've done my lovely names, and 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 Dave has been texting me every hour about my name, so I want to make sure he's he has. No, oh. <laughs> no, I just I just drive past him and scream, "Hey, lady!" and all. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him on the street the other day, and I was waiting at a bus stop with some of my peoples. And there's this woman standing in the bus shelter, and Chris drives by and rolls down his window and yells at the top of his lungs, Hey, lady! And the lady in the bus shelter, we assume, thought he was talking to her. And I think he really ruined her day. <laughs> I didn't even notice she was there. I saw Dave and, and, and his... his students whatever and i said hey lady then i the last second i said there's a lady there <laughs> whoops yeah. yeah hey lady yeah so i told my i told my guys uh, they were laughing and i told them i was like we're just like he didn't use any profanity that's true 
But now, as my um, truck now, they finally, after like a year and a half, they have it lettered on the side. It, it, it used to be just, just plain white. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, the, the company's name's on there, the phone number, or need. So now it has the, 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 the company, so I can't really be crazy now and, you know, uh, say anything nasty. Sure hey, lady is not, you know, anything nasty, right? But anyway, here's what the actual sentence is. Shuttle Tidarium, what is your cargo and destination? Remember that? Yes. yes. In, okay. Who said it? Piet, one of those guys? Mm, it's just like some I think it's some random, random dude. We can yeah, do an episode on Nick. him. Now, some of these I'm reaching. Some of these are are worse. <laughs> <laughs> worse than reaching? That's yeah. bad. <clears throat> Shuttle Tidarium. Matt is your Crisco Dave Tim Nation. What? Uh-huh. Sounds like you had a stroke in the middle of your <laughs> sentence. Hey, lady! <laughs> Matt is your Crisco. That's the part. That's, Matt, the, that's the weird part. Ooh. Yeah, because I changed what to Matt. Eh, I don't know why. Yeah. Just teasing those things. Okay, cargo I changed to Crisco because of the C, I guess. <laughs> and then destination is Dave Tim Nation. It's two words and one. <laughs> Dave Tim Nation is a good band name if Tim and I ever start a band. But yeah. you instantly thought of Crisco after you said Matt. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Has caught that? Yes, I did. Years ago, Matt and I were rolling around naked in Crisco, and that's just remind me of it. That's what I like to. Uh, I like to sunbathe in that, much like Kramer in the butter. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, <laughs> hey buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. I got a question um, for you before anything else. Yes. So, did you have? Well, all right. I'll save it for later because Matt will probably get this. Well, no, I take back what I oh, said. Well, it was about the toy. I oh. No, I don't have anything. I actually don't have anything about the toy. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, that was like near the end of us like getting a little bit older, and it was very expensive. I remember came out for Return of the Jedi. Did I? Ha- I mean, I had it just because I was spoiled with that kind of stuff. Um, I was wondering if you called it. It was called the Imperial, Imperial Shuttle. Imperial Shuttle. Box. Yep. But I called mine the Shuttle Tiderium because. You know, you didn't you didn't call your Millennium Falcon anything other than its proper. I call name. it the YT thirteen hundred cargo freight, but that's just me. That <laughs> <laughs> was the kind of kid you were. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Do you think people called their toy the shuttle Tiderium? I doubt it. Not only <laughs> you. That was great. No, that's dumb. I doubt it. Imperial shuttle that? is probably yeah. All right, then I'm weird. Forget it. <laughs> Get what I said. Uh, I'm, right, look, I'm looking Take at the. I'm looking at it, the toy on eBay now. You you knew it was an expensive item when it came in a box that only had one side of the box was colored and the rest was black and white. You knew it was an expensive yeah. toy. Yeah. There was like the diorama that they put and they put like Imperial or, you know, Royal Emperor's Royal yeah. Guards and stuff. Yep. And then the other sides were all black and white. Yeah. It had a cool, um, the, the, it was one of those things where like the wings were hard to maneuver Mm. like every time i remember not doing it much because they clicked and every time they clicked i thought i was gonna break it it was one of those toys where like i was afraid to play with it that makes sense the cover art for the box is awesome it looks like darth vader is flying and there's an imperial royal guard just laying back taking a nap like when you're with your wife (laughs) on a long road trip (laughs) you let your wife drive no she's the one sleeping dummy 
Oh, I thought that you meant she was driving and you were sleeping. <laughs> I can't sleep when she drives. And I can say that because she will never listen to this episode. <laughs> you never know, man. No, I know. In, in memory of you one day, she might listen to oh, all geez, the Well, episode. then I'll be dead and it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I have one here, but it's from like the, the new Power of the Force or whatever in the 90s came out. Big ass blue box. Yeah. I never got the ones from <laughs> yeah. back in the day. Is it? It's not. Is what does it say on the box? Imperial. Imperial it says Return of the Jedi Imperial Shuttle. It says on it. Yeah. Okay. Only at Target, yeah. the one I'm looking at right now. Oh, that's the Saga collection. Sorry, this is a little later in life. My bad. It was a dumb toy. It, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was one of those things because it wasn't a f- anything that wasn't a, a like a battleship. What did you really do with it? Could, I mean. What's what's the fun of of transporting one person? Like it was that rebel transport. I was just going like to ask. Could you, you yeah. could you put more figures in the back of it? Because yes, like because that's what we saw. We saw people loading on the the back dock when it was in the rebel hangar or whatever it was. So yeah, there could. was a little the okay. door on the side would detach. It doesn't it was look- kind of like a curved piece of plastic, oh, and there were those okay. pegs. You know, like a oh, right. of the yeah, pegs. Okay. It doesn't look like it's like big enough to, to do that, but I, I take your word for it. Why would you lie to me about that? What do you have to gain? <laughs> it was just a <laughs> dumb toy. It was one it was I mean I said this before with the Rebel Transport. You use I used it as set design. Rebel Transport you know, was used, a piece of shit. Let's just get that well, yeah, straight. <laughs> but you used it as scenery. <laughs> like if I was, was <laughs> if I was gonna do something and say, Okay, I'm gonna set up the Imperial base, I would just set it down and then build my little set around it. You know what I mean? You didn't play with the thing, really. It was boring. It was huge, but it was boring. Yeah, That, that thing, that's why everyone wanted it. It was huge. It was so big. It looked nice just sitting there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. About it. I want to learn all about this. I love the scene. It's a great scene. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Let's see when it's just flying. No, That's like amazing. the 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 tension of the scene oh, that, that it's involved okay. in. Sorry, I'm I've been focusing on a, another form of Star Wars on screen and kind of forgotten that there was <laughs> tension in this world. <laughs> I know what you've been concentrating <laughs> on, <laughs> and Patreon listeners do too. That's right. Yes. Uh, Tell us all about it. Man. All right. Fly it. Fly Here we fly. go. Here we go. Okay. Tidurium. It was a standard Lambda class T4A shuttle. And the first thing worth noting, apparently, in this article was that it boasted deflector shields with a 200 SBD rating. What does SBD stand for? Isn't you that guys? like suntan lotion? No. no it's silent but deadly. Thank you. Yes. That's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Why do they use SBD for their rating? And I looked into it. And there's like no explanation of what those initials stand for. So I'm guessing like I don't what like I don't know. You know what to call it? Shield. I don't know. Um, so I don't know. I don't. Know. I can't even think of anything for the rest of it. So from the link, I was like, "What is SBD?" Thinking would say that's like shield bombardment direction unit or something. And I was like, "Okay, at least I know what it is." No, it just says is a common un- unit of measurement for the deflector shields. The value indicates how much damage a vessel could withstand before the whole structure started taking damage. No idea why they called it SBD, unless someone hacked Wikipedia the day I was looking this up. Which, if they did, <laughs> kudos to them. 
So yeah, I wonder, maybe it's some kind of inside joke. Okay, yeah. So I wanted to see where 200 rigged on the scale. And I only found two examples, and they're definite drastic ends of the spectrum. So X-Wings have a 20 SBD, which I didn't even realize they had shields because it seemed like everyone that took a hit in... Blew up. It, well, either blew up or took damage because I remember loot. Yeah. Well, R2 took a hit, so he wasn't around a shield. Remember Wedge getting hit like in an engine, right? So then he he, he left. Um, Porkins, he, he just blew up. I think he was <laughs> set up. So that's he blowed up real good. <laughs> that's 20 SBDs. Star Destroyers have 4,800 SBDs. So there's quite a range between the two different uh, examples I found. So this shuttle has 200. So I guess it's a little. It could take a little more gunfire than an X-Wing, but definitely not near as much as a Star Destroyer, which you kind of figure anyway. Yeah, for the size, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's transporting the Emperor, you would yeah. think it would have a lot. Yeah. That makes sense. I like I like the idea of there being a quantification of how strong a deflector shield is. It's just a bad abbreviation. It is a bad, yeah, it is. <laughs> now, this one, I mean, I don't think this is what you're saying, but Tidarium is not what the Emperor flew on. No, it's okay, not. right? But so that's that, that's just what so, I call. So it. his might have been ramped up to like you know twenty four hundred or something. They might have they might have took out that whole area where people sit because who the hell does he want him with other than his four three old guys? I remember they are. I mean, he they might have kind of re refigured that cargo or that passenger area with some more shield generators. I didn't look that yeah, up, the, so I have no idea. The purple dudes, the yeah. the ones that look like they're in Prince's backup band. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The the shuttle Tidarium is is probably a more standard transport yeah. where the Emperor's shuttle was probably like the the Rolls Royce. It was like um, yeah, it's probably like the uh, presidential limo where it's got like the bulletproof um, armor yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, oh, rocket launchers <laughs> and ejector seats. <laughs> Any waves in that big Pope bubble? Yeah, you know, <laughs> Emperor bubble. There was there was that, that was. I, was it Pope Benedictine, whatever the hell his name is, Pope Benedict? Wasn't that the one that used to, people used to always do side-by-side pictures of him and the emperor on Facebook? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they did. Yeah. That's funny. That's comedy right there. <laughs> it, requ- it required a crew of four to operate, and it could hold 20 passengers. So 19 soldiers and one prune face, from what we saw. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The <laughs> uh, these these the Lambda class shuttles specifically were among the most durable and well armed in the Empire. They had two double laser cannons and two double blaster cannons. And again, I go down a rabbit hole. I got to figure out what the hell's the difference between these two. So I found out laser cannons give it a consistent level of power based on their wattage. So if there are twenty two thousand watts of power coming out of that lasers every shot is 2200 watts of lasers you, you can't have a a little laser shot you get the full blast now what happens blaster cannons on the other side that those are adjustable so the difference between blasters and lasers are one's adjustable and one's not and it made sense as soon as i read that because here's how my mind works the first thing i thought of was luke in the what do you call it? The trash compactor saying my blaster's down. I can't shoot it. My blaster's down or jammed. I still don't know what he says. And then I remembered he had a stormtrooper blaster. And then I remembered that they could set them to stun when they first saw Princess Leia and all the pieces fell together. Something I didn't know for 45 years of my entire life all became clear in two sentences. Nice. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. 
I wish there was more that to this story good. than this, but that's 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 the takeaway. <laughs> so that's the well, show. <laughs> people used to take the opportunity when they wrote books or made uh, streaming television <laughs> shows to explain shit and 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 make it make sense. Dude, where's my armor? Not everybody does that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh. So that's I wanted to give a background of the shuttle because that's it's it's first it, when we call it the shuttle Tidarium, half of the description is the word shuttle. So that's the basis of the shuttle. I don't think any of this comes into play in the Tidarium story, but Tidarium does have a little bit of a story of its own, as we know. But there is things leading up to what we've seen on screen. So Tidarium in four ABY. So four years before the Battle of Yavin, so before we even got to Jedi, the Tidarium was stationed at Outpost 327 in the Zar system. Z-H-A-R, I guess I'm saying, or Zahar. I'll say Zahar system. Mm -hmm. Outpost 327 was a cargo depot for the Empire. It was where large it's it's one of those, it's not automated, but a very it's like a way station, like a point, like just a a, a distribution point, like an Amazon warehouse, where large ships Mm -hmm. would roll in. They'd unload into smaller transports, and those transports would go out throughout the galaxy. This, this, there was no commerce here. There wasn't a. Uh, I was gonna say there might have been a cafeteria because I'm sure someone worked there, but it wasn't. People didn't like live there as this is one. This isn't a place where people chose to live. They probably lived there because they were working in like these ridiculously long month and the five month rotations. Like when, you think of the Empire, and you think like labor is not one of their selling points it's probably very hard labor so it's it's just a it's a stopping station to unload a giant ship and then whatever they're unloading put it out across the galaxy that's why I, that's why i compared it to an amazon warehouse this mm-hmm. shuttle was carrying a set of clearance codes that allowed the users or the pilots however you want to call them to pass the deflector shield surrounding the construction of the second death star now that we know i did have a, a immediate thought on here i was always under the impression that in jedi the shuttle was acquired in one circumstance and the codes were required were acquired in another circumstance is that just me like i didn't think they got the shuttle and also had the codes at the same time i think they had one and then got the other and then decided to formulate a plan with having those Hmm. two together I, th- I thought the ship just had them in there. Oh, okay. Like, well, I mean, it did. And then they You're figured right. out maybe okay. they were. Yeah, see, that, okay. That, that's what I thought. Oh. I never really thought about it, I guess, but it, having having it the way it is in the story does make it a lot easier on it, them. It does, but it's also, but it's all, it, I mean, I think both have an argument to be made because, with again, without having to have Jennifer Beals explain everything to me. I thought, <laughs> I thought that um, the shuttle was acquired. The codes were acquired. So it's like, hey, we have two really pieces, really you are uh, important pieces of imperial uh, whatever technology. What plan can we formulate around these two? And that's what they came up with. I, I, that's how I always read it. I'm not disappointed or mad. I'm just, I, I just always thought it was two things that that's like chocolate and peanut butter. They happen to work great together. <laughs> yeah. It would it would have made for a little more interesting if this especially was in a book that one team went right, yeah. and recovered the ship while another team recovered a code. Yes, like this is like part A had to and part B had to happen for it to be successful, and this was just like 
I don't know. It's a, it's a little too. It's a very convenient. Yeah. 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 That's why I guess I thought the other one, the other story is like, even though we didn't, we don't get the details, just the having it two different things made a bit of more complexity to it. So it was like more exciting. Like they really, really worked to get this together, but that's okay. Well, yeah. Star, Star, Jedi is now ruined for me forever. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> So, as we know, a set of Spothan buys. Well, uh, Spothan, how about did I say Spothan buys? I meant Bothan spies. Bothan buys. I did. I <laughs> a set of Bothan spies were the ones that discovered this shuttle at the outpost and had the codes. Now, I don't know if Manny was with them or not. Manny. <laughs> I knew Dave I would get that. That. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things in that. Um, in that how many tag and pinks are there well, there were three that covered the trilogy then i think he did one that covered the entire prequels if i remember correctly okay i just remember reading that and thinking it's pretty freaking clever that was manny yeah. bothans died to bring us this information. manny bothans <laughs> <laughs> so when they discovered this they sent the information to the rebel alliance and general Crix nadine formulated formulated a plan to steal the shuttle now going on to the story here this is, we're going to go into getting the shuttle. Now, if the shuttle and the codes are together, the Bothans never come up again. So how many of them died and what circumstance did they get killed in to do this while they were on the phone with Chris Maydeen? <laughs> they get electrocuted from the, from the phone. Yeah. Was it a, whispered? it was whispered down the lane, but they're playing with a thermal grenade that kept going off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes it takes the edge off of the Bothans thing. If it was just like, oh, we got this ship, um, they they make it sound like it was a really, really, really bad thing. But if you're saying they don't even mention them again, it it takes the piss out of that line. I would, I would love to say I tried really hard to find more out about this, but I didn't. And it's not because I was being lazy. There is a certain degree to that. Don't get me wrong. I do get lazy yeah. in these notes, but when the opportunity comes up to find something that relates back to something we've, we've just been mentioned on screen that we can expand upon, I will take it. I know Dave does the same thing. So there was nothing in this that ever led me to it. I just realized that now going through the rest of my notes, I'm like, I don't bring up the Bothans again. So that means there wasn't an opportunity to, in this particular yeah. article, maybe there's another story. I didn't go down the right road to find that out, but there, there, there isn't in the story I'm going to tell about Tidarium. Right. So Crix enlisted a pilot named Ace Azamine. That's a cool pilot name, Ace. <laughs> I had to actually really sound is. that out, make sure I'm saying that right. You know he's a good pilot if his name is Ace. Yeah. <laughs> and he was one day from retirement, so you know he's going to die. No, that, that's not true. <laughs> I, I made that part up. And he had, this is funny, I, I made this joke earlier. Maybe this is why it's fresh in my head. He had a YT-1300 light freighter as well. It was oh. named Sabra. And he used that to fly in with a fake cargo to this station, and he dropped off a crack team of commandos and a pilot to steal the shuttle. Now, the outpost wasn't heavily manned. As I said, it's kind of more of a, like a way station. And then there was probably a ton of droids and automation that actually moved cargo around. So they took the shuttle pretty easily, and they flew it back to the fleet ship, the Liberty, which is one of the, one of those like lumpy, pimply Mon Calamari ships, if you know what I'm talking about from that description. I know what you're it wasn't yeah. Akbar's because I found out his I didn't write it down, but I found it out his was like home one or something home like that. One. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But <laughs> but it was one of the other ones. Home two. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is where the story goes to 
Swick territory. This is where things just get dumb. Okay. So the rebels got the codes out of the shuttle. So they had them make sure they're written down and, you know, put it on a sticky note under your keyboard at work. So you don't forget what it is later. And (laughs) they wrote it down just in case. Wink, wink. They needed them later. And lucky they did because shortly after obtaining the shuttle Tidarium, the empire stole it back again. All right. <laughs> so that's all. This has become the most convenient story ever. <laughs> is, yeah. So the Empire stole it, and they took it back to one of their outposts. I'm sorry, no, it wasn't an outpost. It was a naval academy on Prefs Belt on Prefs Belt Four. So they took it to the Imperial Naval Academy, but it was short-lived to be there to reside there because our our. Swick hero of all time, Wedge Antilles, was assigned to retrieve it, and he snuck into the academy and he stole it back. And this time, he did take it back to Akbar's flagship, Home One, which is another reason I guess I knew what that was earlier. And he kept it there safe under guard until the assault on Endor. Cool. So they did want to kind of disguise the ship a little bit to make it not look like the APB. Is that right? A all points bullshit APB that the Empire might've put out on it, which is right. funny because every shuttle we've seen in this looks exactly the same, but they, yeah, how do you disguise know, right? Yeah. yeah. So they wasn't, it's not that, that exciting. It's more of like a, what would you say it? Like, a. uh, well, it is cosmetic, I guess. I was going to say a little, don't, a little don't bit. Tell of, me it's a gigantic fake <laughs> They made it look like a rebel, uh, uh, shit transport ship they really fucked it up so they did a little cosmetic change to it they made it look like more of a personnel transport than it's than its primary use as a cargo shuttle i don't know to what extent or how they did that but it's more of a digital disguise i guess you'd say because they got some slicers to hack the registration and the historical data of the ship so if the empire did do a data check on the core computer when it was headed to endor it would not show back to that outpost 327 or anything that they would have been looking for Tidarium from. Now, the funny part is the registration said it was hacked, so I don't know if they changed the name internally to something else, from Tidarium to, like, Big Mama or something. Big Mama 4. <laughs> Big Mama's house. That's what I would have done. <laughs> well, there were, gun- there were guns, at least on the toy. They were small, they look very ineffective. Maybe if they were trying to strip it down, they made it look less like a gunship. Maybe it could be. They took off the blasters, but they left the lasers. <laughs> so at this point, we know the point of the story because we're at the events of return of the Jedi. But one thing that is kind of cool, actually, this is one of those like off camera things that you would never see, but you don't need to see it. But when you hear about it, it actually doesn't bother me. Back in the cargo area where they loaded up all the people in the prune face, they had a (laughs) battlefield holographic controller interface installed. And this let the strike team work on exactly how they're going to approach Endor and the shield all the way up into the point that they landed. Like the closer they got, the more they got eyes on the planet to see what was actually happening and how many troops and how many ATSTs and whatever else weaponry they had, they're able to, to plan on this holographic battle station or whatever you want to call it up until the last second not something you need to know but i thought that was kind of neat i was like yeah i guess in a worse situation you want to be able to do something like that yeah it is it make it's it's practical yep. 
What is impractical <laughs> is is that they decide to put on the um, command team the three most important people <laughs> yeah. in the whole alliance. Um, so they're all in the same place if shit hits the fan and they all die. Yep. I mean, that's why, what's that? What was a designated survivor? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, well, you don't, you don't have the vice president, the president and the, and the speaker of the house in the same place too often. You know what I mean? And they're just like sending these guys right into the fray. So who do we have left if they all got killed? Cause Lando, well, Lando and nine numb are attacking the, like if they, if they all got killed and the shield wasn't down, they'd be stuck orbiting or flying around the Death Star into the line of fire of more Star Destroyers so we can assume that they would get killed too. And Wedge. And he's Wedge. Along. And Wedge. Yeah. yeah. So who the hell's left? Uh, Mon Mothma? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but she's... Nine Numb? No, Nine <laughs> Numb's with Lando. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to think who would be... <laughs> what's the What's the worst character we talked about that could be left behind? I don't even know. Fixer. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is not a good plan, honestly. No, just thought of I didn't think of that, even in my notes. Let's start over. Let's go back 10 minutes so I can can sound like I made that up. (laughs) It shouldn't even work because Darth Vader knows, like, he knows that they're there. And for selfish reasons, he lets them through. Yeah, right. It's true. Like, if Darth Vader wasn't such a selfish prick... (laughs) They could have ended that whole thing right there. You know? You're not I mean, wrong. But he was, he's still trying to, like, you know, figure shit out with his kid. Yeah. So he lets him through. <laughs> but otherwise, he was like, oh, my kid's on there. Blow that fucker away. <laughs> End of movie. Credits. Yeah. <laughs> so there, There's another off-screen detail. Not as interesting to me is that but still I, 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 in the realms of of galactic warfare it makes sense han solo took when he took the shuttle into hyperspace from where the fleet was gathered he didn't go directly to the endor system he went to an uninhabited system and then from there the endor in case the empire ended up kind of recalculating the trajectory if he's if they saw him come in from hyperspace and then calculated what trajectory he came from it would have led them away from the fleet if they were to chase to backtrack that that's cool yeah i like that touch hmm. yeah you would you would imagine that they could they could do that they could backtrack right but if they backtrack to so he put a dummy he put a buffer yes exactly yeah yep i like that so the rebels got Tidarium to the forest moon, as we know, and they had that exchange with the Imperials, with the clearance code, Luke sense Vader, yada, yada, yada. And finally they landed the shuttle on the clearing. And this is ridiculous. Then they proceeded to cover the entire shuttle with branches, leaves, and mulch. That's a lot of what, branches, of leaves, and thing? mulch. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> that's, I guess no, cool. you're kidding, right? No, this is in the story. <laughs> <laughs> There's, they couldn't humanly reach the. I know. Okay. That's right. I mean, yeah. The 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 dorsal fin of that ship is yep. many stories tall. I know. I didn't. I didn't write. I I wrote the notes, but I didn't. I bet you someone had force powers, and they raised all the grass and the weeds on they top. Did. Of it was the Ewoks. Okay. <laughs> In fact, this is one of those stories. This is. I mean, this didn't happen, 
But this is like one of those stories you almost expect that the Ewoks did help, and then we find out that they actually knew the Ewoks before they actually met the Ewoks, but for some reason they didn't meet those Ewoks, so these Ewoks didn't tell the other Ewoks that they were good guys. That's one of those things that happens in this fucking world sometimes. But it didn't this time, so I don't know why I cursed, because I shouldn't be that upset about it. <laughs> You're just projecting. I am, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know how things go. That's right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's stupid. Oh, you think that's covered dumb? It. No, they're oh. covering it with branches. It's stupid. No, I'm saying, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, you think that's stupid. We're not done. We got one more piece Uh-oh. of the story here. So, Tidarium, um, this is not the last time Tidarium was used in a significant mission. Immediately after Endor, Major Bren Durlin was assigned to Endor to help clean out the remaining Imperials, which is kind of neat. Uh, Bring him back. Who made, the, exactly, who made this yeah. mess? Yes. <laughs> I can't find a shuttle. Oh, this is a big pile of uh, branches, leaves, and mulch. Yeah, who put this mulch over here? <laughs> <laughs> right after securing the area and the moon, Han and Chewie basically had a free pass to do whatever they wanted now that the store was destroyed. Was destroyed. So Han and Chewie did some minor repairs on the shuttle and enlisted another strike force and grabbed some of the stormtrooper armor to set out and steal a star destroyer. What? Yes. <laughs> so they, the smallest the, ship to the biggest ship. Yeah. Jesus. They can do whatever they want. Yes. Ballsy. So they decided they, they wanted to hijack a star destroyer. Acapulco. They could go to. <laughs> right. But that's what they do. All right. So they use they use the shuttle and the security car- codes on board and boarded the Star Destroyer, the Accuser, and disguised the stormtroopers. They made their way to the bridge and forced the Imperials to evacuate and brought the Accuser back to the Alliance fleet. For what? To have. As a toy. It's like, the, it's like, that, bu- it's like that Bugs Bunny cartoon. Collectible. <laughs> to have. And... So- Okay. <laughs> I don't at this point, I mean there are still like even though they've won, there there are still factions of the Empire out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what they're doing. They're going around and like kind of cleaning up the dregs of who's left. Yes. Yeah. See, it's uh, not like that robot chicken cartoon where there uh bit where they said uh um well it's over, the Emperor's dead, and it's like, what do you mean it's over? We have Thousands and thousands of ships and people. It's like, no, the Emperor's dead. That's how this works. It's over. They won. <laughs> it, that's not at all how the, how the bit went, but that was the gist of it. So there was one last bit in this entry that I started to read. Apparently, there's a discrepancy argument that two of these stories couldn't be Tidarium. So Leland Chi piped in and said, yeah, it's Tidarium. They just happened at two different times. Then some people argued about that, and at this point, I said, "Who the fuck cares?" and stopped writing notes because it was ridiculous <laughs> how much how much of an entry there was on this argument between fans and Leland G. So I said, "Fuck it!" And at that point, I am now at that's all I got. <laughs> well, that kind of answers my my biggest question that I was saving till the end to see if it was answered, and I think it has been. Was so they they steal the ship. I love I love the scene when we were little. Like I was like you know that's like I'm biting my fingernails. Like I'm too stupid when I'm little to know <laughs> that they're gonna get through. Right. Like, like like my my you know adult self feels like smacking my my ten year old self. Going, do you really think they're not gonna get through? Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> that's a good point. Um, but you know it's great when you're kids. That's, that's high drama. So. 
it, it, it lands. Then Luke ends up being taken to the Death Star in the same shuttle, right? No. I'm guessing that's a different no, shuttle. No, this shuttle was covered with branches, leaves, and mulch, Dave. Are you not paying attention? <laughs> so the shuttle Tidarium never left Endor. No. Is what you're no, no, no. Okay. Not not until because it went was, to uh uh that just to the, the accuser. Star yes. Okay. All right, because I was wondering if that is if that is the same Imperial shuttle that gets sent to the Death Star that Luke then as it's falling apart and exploding, yeah. flies out in the nick of time. Um, this is one of the most important oh, I, ships in Star Wars. I always thought that was the Emperor shuttle that arrived. Okay, in that's the movie. fine. Then, then that must be what it is. That was my question. Oh, is okay. that the same? Is no. the, are they the same shuttles? No, because because I, you if could it's see the same that one, shuttle, even if it was on the even if it was on the Death Star, you wouldn't be able to see it because it was covered with sticks, leaves, and mulch. <laughs> keep forgetting about the mulch i'm sorry <laughs> it's the mulch that really hides it <laughs> is that mulch on my bridge <laughs> is it brown or black it reminds me of that stupid panda joke eat shoots and leaves oh jeez you know that joke <laughs> no oh okay i'll tell it quick because that might have made other people question so this panda <laughs> there's there's a panda walks into a fast food place he orders some food they put the meal down on a tray in front of him. Then he proceed. Wait, I gotta get this right. He eats his meal. Then he stands up, pulls out a machine gun, and shoots everybody into place. The manager <laughs> ducked behind the counter, sees him walking out, and goes, Hey, what are you doing? He looks back at him, he says, I'm a panda. Look it up. So after everything calms down, he gets an encyclopedia and looks up panda and it says, Panda, eat, shoots, and leaves. I didn't make that joke up. I was told that. Did I say Matt, that? Oh my God, I meant to say that. I forget. Yeah, you did. Oh, okay, this right. was, I think this yeah. was a good one. I think this was good. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I was hoping. I was really. It went. It's not as crazy as I thought it was going to be. When I saw how much there was in there, I was like, oh, this is going to be one of them crazy ones. I was like, oh, this all kind of all works out to the way it should, which is it's a weird to say, weird to say. It's kind of disappointing because I do like when our when the stories that we find go off the rails, but it was still interesting enough to I was like, okay, we'll talk about this, and I'm sure we'll have a, enough to say during the episode. And we did, and we did. So it's, it is weird to walk away from something being kind of like, oh, I wish this was dumber. But I, I will say this, like as much as, as I love Han and Chewie, I don't I think it's impossible, even though they're the coolest people in the galaxy or whatever, to hijack like a star <laughs> show. Right? Isn't that yeah. filled with like hundreds of that's bad the, guys? That's what yeah, I mean there there must have been something not that in the article and at this point I was kind of I, I kinda of, when I get wound down to the end of my notes, I kind of just don't really dig too much farther. I am gonna have to imagine that there was more in the story that if I dug into the accuser, like this thing was on a maintenance run from point A to point B. So it had a yeah, skeleton crew on a bridge. It something. has to have. Otherwise we did, we've done an episode on a star destroyer and the numbers on this thing are ridiculous. Like yeah. as far as how big it is and how many people it takes to, to run it. And I think we made the joke. There's only two bathrooms on the front and one on the back. And if you worked in the middle, you're <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they're, they're great pilots and he, he's the best pilot and he can fly stuff. But for something like that, there's no way that, uh, just a couple of people could fly something that big. It probably like they, there's all those guys in the pit, like when they're on the yeah, bridge, right. you know, there's all those guys that are kind of below floor level. 
I mean, it, it probably takes like 15, 20, 25 people yeah. to operate that thing. Right. Yep. Not just the two of them, like hopping in the seat. Which one's the gas? Yeah. <laughs> Left or right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't nah, know. Nah, Fly nah. casual. <laughs> I kind of even thought the same thing in episode uh, three when General Grievous's ship was plummeting to that planet I, and they just kind of can drive uh, it yeah i, mean, I don't understand I that uh, i don't know where any control came in when half the ship was missing unless it was like maneuvering thrusters or something i don't that that part always bothered me well bothered, that yeah. bothered you I, yeah i'm saying in quotes yeah <laughs> well man i'm afraid it is you getting any feedback yeah um i kind of forgot that i tend to forget that when i'm doing this so i just went on our Star Wars and Character Archives feed on iTunes to see if there's any reviews. And there are a few reviews. So if anyone doesn't Ooh. know about these, because someone just asked about this on Patreon. They asked if there's a place they can find the old episodes. And there is. There's a second feed on iTunes, which, of course, gets fed out to all kinds of places on the internet. It's called Star Wars and Character Archives. We can only host, host 300 episodes per feed. So if you are new to the show or new ish within the past two years, and you haven't heard the old episodes, they're out there. And some people did write reviews. The first one says so old. Glad you guys put this together. So folks like me or more recent faithful listeners can dig deep and have something to keep from being productive at work. Yeah, well, I, I get that. <laughs> We're going to relate to that. Another guy <laughs> says hilarious show. Well, another person. I don't know their gender. Hilarious. Joe says, thanks for adding the old episodes, you guys. If, you ever, if you've never listened to the show, do yourself a favor and put it in your ears and subscribe to the regular Frick podcast, too. <laughs> then finally, this person says, best podcast ever. And then writes, Phineas Valorium was born into an influential house of Valorum on Kuruskant, the capital of the Galactic Republic, and was a descendant of the Republic's first Supreme Chancellor. Basically, they copied the Wikipedia entry for Chancellor Valorum and put it in their review, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I appreciate that. I do too. Yes. <laughs> Best episode ever. Well, cool. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, corner Dave, there's no there's no more Star Wars trivia to left be had ever. <laughs> there's there's no the trivia is I mean, we've exhausted trivia, haven't we? <laughs> for Star Wars? We have. Okay. We have. I mean, there's stuff for the new things, but we all be shit at that. I mean, Tim, <laughs> Just Tim. Tim might know. Tim would know. Yep. So I came up with a different game. Oh boy, sort of a Price is Righty kind of game. Ooh, I was. Just, um, I swear to God, if one you now. if you are if you are going to do what I think you're going to do, I had the same fucking idea just today. Really? I think okay. so. Well, we'll if see. We we'll see what you do. All right. If we have the same idea, that's really really weird. So. What I did is I went and did a little bit of research on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Now we did the same idea. And uh, everybody's familiar with Rotten Tomatoes. There's two scores. There's the critic score, which I don't know how you become a critic on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I don't really care either. <laughs> I was more interested in the audience score. The audience score to me is the true measure of how good or bad a movie is. So what I've done is I've gone through all of the live action Star Wars movies in theaters and I've written down the percent of the audience score. Ooh. I'm going to ask you both to pick a number that you think the percentage is for each movie and however many off you are is uh, I'm, I'm going to do a little math. Okay. So this is like golf at the end. You want the lowest number. Okay, 
Does this you, make sense? Yes. You, you okay. can't go over, right? Like, like this person's right. You can, is you can go over under. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm not holding you to Bob Barker standards. Okay. <laughs> what about Drew Carey standards, which are a lot lower for that show? I just, I'll say. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> he doesn't look good either. Hey, look, there's something coming out of the train. They get the president of the train. <laughs> He's a modern day like Louis Anderson. Like a homeless <laughs> man hosting that show. <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Homeless <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so we're going to start. Uh, we'll do it in order of release. How about that? Okay. So think about it for a second. What is the audience score for Star Wars Episode Four: mm. A New Hope? Man. I'm going to ask you guys to kind of kind of lock in an answer, say it out loud, but don't change your answer based on what the other person said. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, I got it. You got one? Yep. Chris, you got one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, Chris, what's your number? I want to say it's like it has to be up in the 90s. I'm going to say right in the middle. I'm going to say 95. Okay. See, I'm thinking the Matt. same. I'm thinking the same thing. This is so. This is the start of everything. So it's got to be highly rated. Part of me almost says it's got to be close to 100, but I think you always got that. You got that that small section of trolls that likes to ruin everything for everybody, and I think yes. they might have brought it down to about 92. You're saying 92. I'm saying 92. Okay, and and as we do this, and you're doing whatever you're doing as a listener, play along with us. See if you can beat Chris and Matt. You want the lowest number, okay? So Chris said 95, Matt said 92. The audience score as of today is 96. Ooh, no! nice. Fuck. So we start with Chris has a one, Matt has a four, okay? Uh-huh. So I'll keep adding as we go. All right. Episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. What is the audience score? Think about it for a second. Okay. You two and our listeners. Keep track. I'm not doing your math, listeners. Okay. (laughs) Do your own damn math. (laughs) Math is hard. Got an abacus in your car as you listen. I wish I had that. I, can't oh, I, have, I have a number. I'm sorry for here. I was just saying we're ready. All right, yeah, yeah, you ready? I'm ready. Chris, what's your number? Now, see, this is this is my logic here. Empire is better than Star Wars, so it has to be a little bit higher. Now I want to know how high. I want to say, I want to say it's probably like 98. Mm. Pretty up there. All right, Matt, what's your I, number? I was thinking the same thing Chris was, but I only went one point more and said 97. Ooh. All right, 98 and 97 for the fellas. Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Audience score is a 97. Ooh. Oh, ding, 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 ding. Matt got it on the nose. Chris only adds one to his score. So after two movies, Chris, you have two. Matt, you have four. Okay. Now it's going to get difficult. Lowest those, score. Two, those two, I think, are easy. I mean, yeah. they're right. 90 something. I don't know about the rest. Star Wars Episode 6, The Return of the Jedi. It has to be still in the 90s. That's, that's what I'm saying. Excuse me. Just Return of the Jedi. There's no the, right? Oh. No. I hate, I hate it when people the, do that. of the Jedi, though. So I, I hate it when people do that, and I just did it. Like, my, one of my favorite bands is Foo Fighters. And, like, you know, Matt and I like Beastie Boys. The I name like of the band the is Beastie, Beastie Boys. Boys. And, and the name of the band is Foo Fighters. And when people say the, it bothers me. I don't know why. Because I'm petty. <laughs> You've been Tom Petty. <laughs> I, I love the Star Wars, though. <laughs> the Star Wars. <laughs> so, Return of the Jedi. What do you think, Chris? Less than Empire. 
and probably the same around uh, New Hope. I, I'll say 90, uh, 95. Okay, Matt, what's your number? 95. I think it's a drastic drop because a lot, I sound like it sounds like fucking card sharks. The way I'm going. I think it's a drastic drop. <laughs> I think it's because so many. I've I, I I've never quite understood this. So many people just say like how it's like it 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 drops off at this. I don't agree. I I think it's just as good as the other two. I think it has the best lightsaber fight of any Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot mm-hmm. of people think it drops off. So I think it's in the eighties, but very high eighties. So I'm going to say eighty nine. It says 89. The number we were going here for is 94. Oof. Well, I was wrong. Good. I feel, I feel good I was bad about it. <laughs> so, 94. You're only off one again, Matt. You were off five. I suck at this. So game. the scores are, well, trust no. me. The, Those are the easy into, ones, Matt. We're going into round two where the scores can really change. Okay. <laughs> McLean. So after after the original trilogy, Chris, you're at three. Matt, you're at nine. Okay. And listeners, keep playing along with the fellas here. Okay. No, this is where it's going to go downhill now. Now, good fucking luck. Okay. <laughs> Episode one, the Phantom Menace. Think about it for a second. What is the audience score? That's an even think about because who knew this got so much flack. These guys back in the day. I, it was interesting too when I did this. I don't spend any time on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I don't really give a shit what other people think of exactly. movies. If I, li- yeah. I like them, if I like them, that that means that is all I need to know. Um, but it was interesting how different the critic scores were on some of these than the audience score. Was, was Rotten? When? How old Rotten Tomatoes? Like when did this start happening? Was that Harry Knowles? Is that his name? No, that was uh, what's Harry Knowles? He's something else. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Who's that guy? What guy? He's a. He's a. You're gonna make me look this up. But I don't know what you're beard? talking about. So yeah, the guy, a little better. <laughs> the guy with the beard. He's in. He's even yeah. in like that fan boys movie. Harry I know Knowles. what you mean. Well, he started some website, wasn't it? Rotten Tomatoes. I'm looking it up now because I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, this guy. Right. No, this is like from like. Uh, this is uh, bleeding cool or something, dude. That's it. I think the 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 bleeding cool or isn't it cool news? Or ain't it cool like news? Ain't it cool that's news? It. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. I guess that's not the Rotten Tomatoes guys. All right. Sorry, Mister Tomatoes, that I. <laughs> tomatoes. I was just wondering when it, <laughs> I thought you were the other guy. <laughs> you see some guy calling. Excuse me, I am R P Tomatoes, and I'm the founder <laughs> of this site. <laughs> now I gotta look up who started Rotten Tomatoes. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> How dare you, sir? All right, so you having a number for it was a spare guess, time project yeah. by Shay Dong. So not Harry Styles, I really called the name. One <laughs> <laughs> direction, uh, watermelon candy, or whatever oh, the fucking song is. Um, Chris, Don't what's your it. number? Fuck it, I have no idea. So I'm going to just go in the middle of everything fifty because I don't know. I uh. really don't know. All right, Matt, what's your number? I don't either, but I think it's. I don't think any. Even the prequels up until this moment, until now, I don't think any audience score is that low. I still think it's like in the average range if you were looking at grades. So I'm going to pick the average of the most average, say 75. All right. Doing a little math here. You're shit. Wow, we're both math. that off. I was going to say, we're both pretty far off. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, okay. Chris, you said 
50. Right in the middle, because I don't know. It could be either way. Matt, you said 75. 75. Yeah. The audience score for episode one is 59. Wow. That's oh surprising. God. Okay. So, Chris, you're up to 12. <laughs> Matt, you're up to 23. <laughs> But the low number's winning, right? You said it. You low right. number's still oh, you're, you're uh, still ahead. He's almost doubled you. But, I mean, we got yeah. a lot. We got a ways to go. I don't know. Because I, I even did Rogue One and Solo on here, too. Oh, oh my shit. God. Oh, shit. That's, there's no telling. And those are more recent. Like, people are... Rotten Tomatoes now is, like, so important. <laughs> is it? That's eh, true. <laughs> All right. Episode two. What's that one called? Tag of the Clones. Tag of the Clones. Starring Tamara Morrison. Yeah. I am Boba Fett. Who fucking cares? We know. Stop it. That little rabbit droid cared, apparently. Oh, that was like watching Fraggle Rock. (laughs) (laughs) And I like Fraggle Rock, though. (laughs) What is your episode two? Can, can, Can you remind me? What was... It's a Phantom Menace again. 59, did you say? 59. I, I need to know it too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because this has to be less than that. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I know it has to be. Um, I have a number. It's. I said 50 for last time. I'll say in the middle this time. 55-ish. <laughs> Matt? I'm going to... I. I, I it's got to be lower. I'm going to go even lower and say 50. It's got to be significantly lower. I don't think it's... Yeah. I don't think any... Again, I keep saying this. Any prequels would be below 50, but... I'm going to say 50. Okay. 50 for Matt, 55 for Chris. It was yeah. lower. Not that much lower. Coming in at 56%. Oh, jeez. So Chris only adds one. Matt, you're up to 29 for your total, and Chris, you have 13. Oh, man. But we well, still got a ways to go. Me. Yeah, good. <laughs> Episode right. three, Revenge of the Seath. Seath. Seath, which I think people liked the most out of the prequels back in the day. All right. So well, cul- be- cultivate a number, the two of you and our remaining listeners. As they, dwind- a- as they dwindle. I, I got a number, they- but I know it's not right. It's nowhere near because my logic is always throughout the fucking window with this so far. I have, I have one. Seventy seems too high because seven, the number seven, this looks like a high number. I'm going to say it is sixty-two. <laughs> sixty-two. Matt, what's your number? See, you're probably right, Chris, but I'm thinking. Fans are so happy that this was a good movie compared to the other two yeah. that it's going to be like inflated, like uh, unjustly. And I'm saying I'm going back to my average and saying 75, but I think you're closer than me again. Because logic just makes no no sense <laughs> when it comes Dave, to fan collective Dave minds. Speak that fast, yeah. he's adding, he's subtracting, he's I'm doing, just doing something. With I'm good. Jack. I got it. I got it. All right, Matt. You said 75. Chris, you said 62. It was a little higher. Your uh, reason reasoning is sound. It goes up to 66. jeez. Oh, so Chris only adds four. Chris, you have 17. Matt is 38. Ugh. 66. <laughs> <laughs> I like Matt's laughter right there. Uh, but one, one 
bad guess on one of these could throw yeah. this whole thing haywire. No, so yeah. It's not over. Like 20, or, 30 off. or six bad guesses like me so far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Episode seven. Um, what is it called? The, the Force the is force napping. Awake. Okay. The Force is napping. What is the audience <laughs> score? My logic on this one is people were dying for another Star Wars movie, and this was getting high, high hopes. It's, this is, and this is actually my favorite of the new Disney ones. But I have nobody, to say, nobody asked. Just give me a number. This is very true. <laughs> <laughs> no one give two shits. I will say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a Matt and pick his number seventy-five. <laughs> okay, Matt, what's your number? I, I know I'm gonna be high again. But I'm same thing Chris said. I think I think so many people are happy to have Star Wars that the number is unjustly inflated, and I think it's I think it's closer to I'm going to say ninety. I, I know I'm wrong again, but I think it's I think it's really that's up a good there. one. Now. I say ninety. All right. I have a feeling someone just made a major jump or went back some. I would say that's correct. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh fuck so Chris you said 75 Matt you said 90 yeah Matt was closer and Chris you you took a hit here Ooh. by adding 10 to your score because it's 85 Ooh. holy shit so you picked up 5 on him here Matt oh, the scores geez. now are Chris 27 Matt 43 wow alright Episode eight, the blah blah of the bloody blah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what was the next one? Skywalker or last? What is the last Jedi? Was last Jedi. One, right? The last Jedi was next. What is? Okay, I never know. This is the chug, right? <laughs> the green yes, chug yeah. and, and and the penguins. Okay. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, the last Jedi. Mm, people mm, fucking mm. hate. That's this is when. Well, maybe I shouldn't say anything. That Chris says his number. People hate the last last Jedi. Oh fuck! <laughs> you you get so. I love I love how passionate you get about things. You're like fuck, fuck. It has to be low. It has to be. Can't be too low. It has to. I'll, All right, give me a number. Um. 40, 40, 40, 48, 48, 48, Matt, this is Chris is right. People hate this. And this is the point in time where people got tired of, um, Disney, like got tired of uh, what would you want to say that the, 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 um, how do we know what the word is? I'm trying to find, um, they got, they're already tired. This is where they started getting tired of Disney star Wars and started to, fight back the only way that kind of people can by stacking reviews on this and IMDb and whatnot. So I think it's even lower. I think it's closer to 40. And I'm still, I honestly, I hate to say I think I'm high again, but I think it's 40-ish. Okay, you're both on the right track. A little more ground was made up here, though. Chris, you said 48. Matt, you said 40. It is, in fact, 42. Ooh. Jesus, forty-two. Wow. <laughs> Audience score forty-two. Yeah, this is this is when they start. This is when the the really really hardcore geek fandom started to. I mean, fight 
fight back is a weird way to say it, but that's like where they got sick of Disney saying, this is what you like in Star Wars and get over it. And they're like, no, we're not going to get over it. So here we go. And we'll fight back by affecting your your digital face. Right. Wow. So it's 42 for, for the second. Oh, that's that's hard. 42%. Chris, you now have 33 And Matt, you're getting closer with 45. (laughs) Closer. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, episode nine, and this is called The Rise of Skywalker, right? Yes. Yeah. Nice and proud. Which I think everyone, a lot of people think it was better than Last Jedi. So they. Well, I don't know about that, honestly. Yeah. I don't think it's a very good movie, but I also never said what my opinion is of Last Jedi, and I'm not going to on this show. Oh my god! I will say it's it has to be. It's not in the eighties or nineties. No, no, no one's gonna think this is that. I will. I will go. Well, I'll go with nineteen seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. That's what I'm picking. I am close to you. I'm going back with my when I don't know what it is. My average seventy-five for the same reason. I think. Uh, I think people liked it better, but I still think you had that the hardcore people that have. 800 burner Rotten Tomatoes accounts that are still stacking the deck because they're mad. So yeah. I think it's closer to, I think, or I think it's, uh, it, you were saying, oh, no, you said it wasn't 80s or 90s. I think it's like, hey, seven, I think it's average 75 ish. All right. Well, the fans responded and liked this coming in at 86. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's, that's up surprising. there with the, with the original ones almost. Yeah. So at this point, the scores are Chris forty-two, Matt fifty-six. It's gets it's close. We've got though. two left and a surprise one. Okay. Ooh. So Rogue One. <laughs> I bet I know what it is. <laughs> Rogue One, man. Everybody thinks this is the the best new Disney movie to date. Everyone loves Rogue One. Yeah. So I will. I will say, and I'll say middle. I'll say eighty-four, middle eighties, eighty-four. All right, Matt. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm right with you, Chris. I was gonna say eighty-five because I know um, a lot of people do like it. I yeah. I've gone on record saying I don't like this movie, but I I this is a movie I can I cannot like, but understand why people like this. So I think it's I think it's I think it's higher than the higher higher low low yeah, higher, I think it's higher. higher than the prequels and most of the sequels in 85 alright you both did very well Matt's at 85 Chris at 84 it is in fact 86 uh, again Ooh. oh Jesus wow wow so wow. the scores don't change a whole lot Chris you have 44 Matt you have 57 <laughs> alright Solo so behind Chris I don't even know what to say this because this is this is post Last Jedi people are still fucking pissed off that's the thing is like I I kind of enjoyed this, but people do just hate this movie. Oh, it can't be in the seventies, eighties, or nineties. Can't be. People people, fuck it. I'll, I will say oral oral sex from both accounts. Sixty nine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go a little lower from the Last Jedi backlash and say sixty. Mm, right. Let's I love Chris's numbers though. 1977. 69. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Oh, just... Mine are just round, dumb numbers. 
Uh, Chris said 69, Matt, you said 60. Yeah. One of you was on the nose. Ooh. What? Yeah. The exact percentage is 69. Oh, no way. Yeah, I see what you did there, you bastard. <laughs> so Chris stays at 44. <laughs> and Matt bumps up to 66. All right, he's got, Matt, you have 22 points on him. It's going to come down to this. Okay. The surprise is this. Matt probably already knows. He, he instantly probably guessed. As of 7 o'clock this evening on Rotten Tomatoes, what is the audience score for the Disney streaming show Book oh, of no. Boba Fett? I thought you were going to say the oh holiday special. Oh, my God. I, I thought that, too. <laughs> I was going to say that, too. No. Book of Boba Fett, as of what is the day today? Sunday, January 23rd at about, I don't want to say 6, maybe 6.30. What was the audience score <sighs> See, for Book of Boba Fett? I'm seeing both kind of like reviews. Me too. Or this is... Yeah. People are smacking it or hating it and or I, they're saying, shut up at Star Wars, you must like it. It um, does. It does. I mean, I, I it, you're right. It seems like everything I'm seeing is split down the middle, but there's no way it's 50%. That's, that's too low. There's no way it's 50 Like... The, the, I think more people are apt to vote for something they like online. Like at this point, I know during that whole last Jedi and Solo phase, people were out to destroy it. I think we're past that now because it didn't do any good. I think people are more apt to actually vote for something if they like it. So there's no way it can be fifty, can it? Well, who am I going first? Am I going? First? I'll, I'll go Ooh, first if you want, but I don't know you, what. Go ahead, because I have a number. I'm going to say it's slightly below average and go with seventy. Okay. I was Matt was just asking, is it fifty? Is it not fifty? And that was my number in my head because I don't know where it's going. So I'm saying right in the middle. I'm saying fifty because I don't know where it could, it could go. It could suck, or we people could, could be loving it. Okay, we have quite a spread here. Matt, you said seventy. Chris, you said fifty. It happens to be right in the middle at sixty. <laughs> That's funny. Percent. <laughs> Audience approval score for Book of Boba Fett. So we're both 10 away, Matt. Yep, which you're yep. both 10 away. So our final score is Matt with 76 and Chris with 54. Chris, you win. Nice. 54, car 54, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> so I hope if you were playing along that you beat Chris and uh, you can rub it in his face. Is on, it? Matt. on our Facebook page or wherever else you do your socials. Is it true? I keep hearing. Is Pennington Bear... The highest Ryan Tomato movie. Is that what I'm no, thinking of? No, there's no way. That, uh, it's Paddington 2. Paddington 2. Really? Because yeah, I son, heard this. My son told me about it. It was like a thing where like everybody, it, it was like an internet thing where everybody got together and said, Oh, that's funny. We're going to make this the the one. I don't know if it's number one. I mean. Yeah, that came out a couple years ago, right? But yeah, for like for a while, it was like 100% and, and was the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Frankenstein. Because everybody, everybody like got together, like the, the kids got together and like yeah. broke the internet kind of thing. Oh, it was like it's Frankenstein or it was at one point was 100% and deservedly so, I might add. <laughs> the, the original Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah the 1938. Yeah. I wonder what the lowest uh, Rotten Tomatoes movie is. Of That's all time. a good question. Well, the last Jedi's done was a candidate. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you think of this movie that has zero? Like, just nothing? There's got to be. I'm gonna. I'm trying yeah, to look it up now. Because even movies that are bad, like I bet the room has a 
has a good it score does because, because people love that movie and <laughs> right because it's it's bad but it's good so you just you go like it was awful but i had fun watching it so yeah i gave it a good score okay. Dave, that was fun man. Frankenstein. oh 1931 i'm sorry did i say 1938 i was thinking more of the world sorry 1931 let's see do, 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 do frankenstein oh no frankenstein's uh the tomato meter which is the critics that's 100 the audience only gave it 87 yeah. so you might be right about the uh paddington bear thing in fact, I'm sure Paddington you're right. Two. Paddington 2. I believe sorry, Pat- yeah. Paddington 2, yeah. Well, I hope you had fun. I just kind of yes. thought of it when I was watching football earlier. I was like, what, can, what else can we do? I don't know Matt Lace game shows, because I do too. Well, my yeah, so. my idea, yeah, and maybe I'll do this, was I've been, I had on, uh, I was just doing all kinds of stuff around the house, so I just, I'll put on something on Pluto TV, because it just, you can pick one thing and it just replays the whole run of it. You don't have to think about it. I put on prices, right? I was thinking of doing a contestants row game, but with prices of when the stuff was released, like the shuttle Tidarium toy we were talking about and see, see if you guys can guess in who's closest without going over. Didn't we, I'll do we that. Did, yeah. We did that. Didn't we? We did. Now you say that yeah. we did. You did that. So we did have the same idea. Only I had it after <laughs> we already did it. Fuck. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Matt, Matt probably knew. You guys probably know this. I, I've been watching the Celebrity Prices Right, not Celebrity, the Nighttime Prices Right. Sometimes it's on during yes. the week. Yeah, it's great. Is, was it a rule if for the last showcase thing? If you were so close to the right amount, did you win both showcases yep. yes. within a hundred dollars? Okay, it's a hundred. Yep. I thought it was five hundred. Well, it was a hundred back in the Barker days. Maybe now it's five hundred because of inflation. Okay. Yeah, double double showcase. Because I always see people. There's a car, a trip, and something else, and they bid forty five grand. I'm like, no, the car is that much fucking money. <laughs> Anyone that doesn't pass the first showcase is a sucker because the second showcase is always the best one. Yeah, generally, first showcase uh, I, uh, is yeah. always is freaking wicker furniture, um, a lifetime supply of mayonnaise, and. <laughs> I don't know a, a, a vial of Johnny Olson spit. It always sucks, and then the, Johnny and then the second showcase is a world trip, a trip around the world, three cars, a dirt bike, and a and a laser disc player of eighty Hollywood laser. hits, and the light that fell on Diane Parkinson's head. <laughs> I love it when, and I haven't seen this in a long time. I feel like Matt and I are prices right historians. I love it when they do the showcase at the end, and it'll be the first thing, like 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 Matt said, jar mayonnaise and a and a, and a pogo stick. I I bid seventy nine thousand and two hundred and four. So. <laughs> the, the the other person will just kind of like looks at him like you're fucking crazy. So then they'll get their showcase. It'll be two boats, five limos, you know, a whole big thing. And they know the other person's over, and they go one dollar. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Doesn't happen often because people are like, no, you should try for the double showcase. The chances of that happening are so slim. It's not worth gambling. And they and they're and they know that. They know the other person's over and they bid $1 and then they go, the difference in your price is $47,000, $502. You win. Oh, I love it when somebody has the balls to do that. An episode today I was watching is one of those, when they do the skits for the showcases, they're like always cringeworthy because it's like, today's showcase features the tales of 
Alibaba Johnny. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, oh man. my God. <laughs> Are any of the models in blackface? <laughs> no, but uh, but he was in a genie costume and the and, and the, the showcase girls are coming up with with their wishes and Holly decided to do a little bit of improv and I'm like, Holly, just shut the fuck up. Oh my God. You're embarrassing. <laughs> You're embarrassing me 30 years in the future. <laughs> 30 years in the future. Actually, it's 40 years, so isn't who, it? Yeah. Who was dressed in the genie? Johnny Olsen. Oh, wow. <laughs> Alibaba Johnny. Okay. Oh, my, yeah. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> there was one. I can't believe we're talking this much at the end of the show about this. There was one where it's like, he's like, before, and Bob Barker's like, before we see our next prize, we have a special guest coming in on the train. And Diane was driving the train on the back was, um oh, what's his name? Bill, uh, oh, Christ, the guy with the glasses. Ah, oh, shit. Um. Uh, so make much more sense if I can think of his name. I gotta look it up. Game show host Wait, Bill, Bill Cullen. Yes, Bill Cullen. Thank you. He was coming yeah. on to promote a new game show that was coming on like next week after after um, Price is Right, but apparently it died off because I never heard of it. And then Bob goes, Bob goes, you're very brave to be on the back of that train with Diane driving, and. <laughs> And then Bill goes, well, I'd rather be up front sitting than a seat with her. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. How did oh, this stuff ever wow. get aired? Well, I know how. So, in the we, 70s. We used to watch it like at, during school hours yep. at home. Yep. You know, I used to yeah, fake being our sick. Opinion so I could of watch. women. Yeah, yeah, it is. I used <laughs> to fake being sick so I could see one episode of Price is Right a year. <laughs> Hell yeah. What a great show. Yep. Just like still this one. Still but can't believe it. Still can't believe he was in a genie costume. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Burnham has a song on his on his new thing that it, uh, he's apologizing basically for all the awful things that he's done in his life, <laughs> like the politically incorrect things. And then he he has a thing about how he dressed up like Aladdin when he was when he was seventeen. Uh, he didn't he didn't darken his face, but it feels wrong in hindsight. Right. It's one of the lyrics to the song. And then he says, the next verse, he's like, I just remembered that that Atlanta costume still in my mother's attic. I'm, and he goes, I'm going to go home and burn it. Or wait, maybe I shouldn't burn it. Wait, what do I do with it? <laughs> it's so uh, funny. My. Well, that's it. Thanks, thanks for listening to uh, Press's Writing Character. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. We do the yodely guy. Episode one, oh, Alibaba Johnny. <laughs> Plinko. How did we record an episode about Plinko? <laughs> what, and do that as a game at the end? Yeah, of it? and do that as a game. How will we do that? Well, Zoom. that would be rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. We can do it, but all right, we'll, we'll figure it out. Thank you, everyone out there for listening, and we will see you next time on The Price is Right. <laughs> the Price is Wrong, Bob. Don't forget to have your Wookiee spader neutered. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.com 
www.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. 